Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's do this thing. Go! Sports Daily is on KFH. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. KFH, Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing for us. I, our appreciation to Tim Fitzgerald. GoPowerCat.com. Justin Messenger. Uh, uh, our Odyssey Daily Tip Sports Betting Insider. A lot of great stuff. Man, I love this time of the year. You've got conference basketball in college. Um, you've got... The NFL Divisional Round, which, again, is just really, really cool. It's uh, it's a great time in the sports world. The Chiefs, Tommy, are headed to Germany. Uh, we knew that was going to happen. Sounds like I think that they'll give up a home game, and they'll have eight instead of nine to go over to Germany. I, I, I don't know what the general public thinks about the international games. I, I like them. I think they're really smart. Um, I think growing the game has value, obviously, financially for the NHL, uh, for the NFL. Uh, but but it has value in other ways, too, Tommy. You, you know, you maybe can get kids playing football in other places. Um, I, I like that American football goes other places because I think other places love American football for the same reasons that we do. Maybe not to the same, you know, lengths that we do, but absolutely, you know, there is a a hunger for football internationally and getting into Germany now after so many years in London and a lot of games in Mexico City makes a lot of sense to me. And putting the Chiefs on display anywhere with Patrick Mahomes makes a lot of sense to me because he's right now the NFL's biggest star. I didn't realize how big of a fan base in Germany the Chiefs have. Uh, they're a big team in that country. I think it's them and the Patriots are kind of the the mm-hmm. top two teams in that country and so as they're doing the international series and we've had teams in london for a while now playing games uh and they're expanding you know to other countries i read a report that uh the nfl is is even looking to go to other countries in europe like potentially spain or france uh but germany makes a lot of sense because of the built-in fan base that's already there for the chiefs and um so i I think it, it makes sense i don't love losing a home game. I don't think anybody loves losing a home game. Uh, but 
if it's going to be that way, at least you're going to a place that you've got a, a pretty strong international fan base. And I understand what the NFL is doing. It, they want to make it a global game. You know, they want to make sure that they're expanding uh, the, the width and the breadth of what the NFL can offer because there's a lot more potential money on the table if you do that. So I get it. I understand why the NFL is doing it. They've gone to England for years. Uh, they've done Mexico City. They've gone to other places. Um, so it just makes sense to me that it's expanding this way and that Kansas City is going to Germany. Hang on a minute. I'm going to go way back to something that you said. Did you say one of London's favorite teams is the Patriots? Germany. Oh, okay. I was Germany. about to say, London can't like the Patriots. No. That represents yeah. their big loss, right? Like, <laughs> no, no, Germany. The the the, the two teams uh, that I, I think have the Got biggest it. fan bases yeah, yeah, in Germany yeah. are the Chiefs and the yeah. Patriots. Uh, and the Jags in London, right? Because the Jags have played yep. over there so often, uh, which is really And they're cool. going like, back, what it a, looks like. Yeah, what a random thing to to have and 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 be really cool. Yeah, the international series is fun. I don't know where else they'll take it. You know, Canada is to me makes a ton of sense. There are so many Canadian football fans, but you know they sort of have a team in Buffalo. Um, I, I think uh, when I was up in Toronto, that was the that was the general feel that I got because it's literally right across the border. I don't know if like people in Vancouver like Seattle or whatever it is, but. It does make sense, and and it you know it's cool to see the Chiefs get to go do it. Yeah, if you lose a home game, big deal. You lose a home game and get a neutral site game, and you get to go to Germany. And I would bet you that the players are all pretty dadgum excited about doing it. Yeah, and what I think is going to be interesting with this is that we know they're going to be playing in Germany, but we don't know yet who they're going to be playing. Uh, and we have their, their opponents uh, for next year already – uh, established, we know who that's going to be. Um, I can't imagine it's going to be a divisional game, so you can take those games off of the the plate. Um, I, I would think, and then they've got some other big time matchups. So it, I, I'm curious to know who the team is going to be that they're playing. Um, it, you know, I know that they are facing off against what they've got the NFC North next year, I believe. So it wouldn't shock me to see maybe the Lions or the Bears maybe being the opponent in Germany, but. Um, that's going to be that's going to be fun to see who they're going to be facing uh, when that comes out. All right, uh, a little college football note, and I haven't fired this year away, Tommy. So we'll go off the hip here. Um, CBS Sports just this morning put out a a an article on the draft and the ten college football teams hit hardest by underclassmen entering early. Guess who's number two on that list according to CBS Sports? K State. Um, wow. That number two out of every program in the country, and I think that's interesting. You know, Deuce Vaughn and Felix Enyadike Uzama, obviously the two big ones. But it's interesting because they got a lot of guys to come back. Like, it's not even as bad as we thought it might be. But I, I think the national respect for those two players is interesting. Um, I would have never guessed that a national, you know, article or writer would have would have placed the value that high. I don't know whether I believe it or not. You know, it's it, they're obviously massive losses. That part of it doesn't really matter to me. But what does matter to me when I see things like that is that K-State's in the national conversation, right? And and that's really interesting. Um, we we have, you know, we've settled into the college football offseason with losses and transfers. And, and this is sort of the point where I, I don't 
it's not that I check out, but like I I lose my ability to get a good grasp of things once we enter where like who's transferring in and what kind of I I kind of I kind of black out uh, this part. But it was good to see that as we're scrolling through that K State's getting the kind of attention it takes to be mentioned in an article like that where the rest of them are the blue bloods of blue bloods of the last few years. Well, that's you know the the uh, the burden of your success. Um, it, it, it's part of it. Like that's the cost of the success uh, that Kansas State is having is that you're going to have players that are entering the national spotlight uh, more so than what we've seen in the past. There, there've always been, uh, you know, players one or two or a handful from Kansas State that ultimately will go on and and play in the league. The same thing has happened individually for Kansas. They've had some individual guys go on and play in the league, even when those teams have been really bad. But they haven't. K State hasn't gotten that. Uh, overall attention as a program like they're getting right now. And so not only does that add attention to your program for recruiting and for the transfer portal and for all of that, but then you also have some of your top tier guys who are getting more attention nationally. For instance, uh, when Deuce Vaughn broke off that long run in the Sugar Bowl and scored the touchdown, I thought this is Deuce Vaughn's shining moment, one shining moment, you know, and he is in the national spotlight. Ultimately, we, we know the game didn't turn out uh, for Kansas State. But in that moment, Kansas State took the lead. It was what, like a 75-yard touchdown run for Deuce Vaughn. Looked great. And I thought, man, people nationally are going to notice this. And he's going to be a household name. And, you know, declared for the draft. And uh, I think we all believe that he can play on Sunday. So that's, a, that's one of the costs of the success that a program like Kansas State is getting now. I think that... Because of this, though, yeah, you might have underclassmen declaring, you might have players that are wanting to test their skills at the next level, but because of the attention, there are the, the positives far outweigh the negatives. Yeah, they do. One more story to spitball at you here, Tommy, and you sent this over. Byron Leftwich is out. Um, the Bucks are making a lot of coaching staff changes. Not the head coach at this point. Again, sometimes when you see this, it you know, it it um, it makes you think that they're going to keep the head coach. But is this any indication of Tom Brady's future, right? The one thing about Tampa I think that is interesting is that they have Mike Williams and Chris Godwin and Rashad White, a young running back, to replace Leonard Fournette. No, they didn't run the ball effectively. And yes, their line was decimated by injuries this year. But it does bring up an interesting question where Tom Brady is clearly valued by that organization. How good a fit is Tampa still, potentially, if healthy, with the weapons that they have there? Is Tampa and should Tampa still be in the mix for Brady? I suppose, yeah. And the other piece of it that's really interesting is that division sucks. And it's not a hard one to win, a la this year when they had a horrible year and still were able to win it. I wonder if this has any value or or we should be looking into this as a potential reason for Brady to return. I don't think so. I really don't. I, I think this is a Hail Mary uh, on the part of Todd Bowles in the front office uh, in Tampa to try to lure Tom Brady back. But the issues are far beyond Byron Leftwich. And, and don't get me wrong, Byron Leftwich did not call good games this season offensively. 
Um, as we talked about before, the most success Tom Brady had was going out there and calling his own plays. Um, so I, I get that and I get the strategy behind it, but the issues go far beyond Byron Leftwich. His offensive line was decimated. Now, if they can come back healthy and be effective next year, that's a positive, but the offensive line was awful this year. And the defense was really bad, especially in the playoff game uh, where, you know, they, they gave up, what was it? 31 points to the Cowboys. Uh, and so it wasn't good at all in those regards. And so I think that because of that, it's more than just the offensive coordinator. Also, I mentioned it earlier this week. I'm no Todd Bowles fan. Uh, we, you know, we talked in the last segment and I know this is apples and oranges, but we talked to Tim Fitzgerald about Jerome Tang and how well-spoken he is and how enthusiastic he is. Todd Bowles is the exact opposite of that. I fall asleep when I listen to Todd Bowles. He doesn't inspire confidence for me. Maybe he does in the locker room. Maybe the players respect him a lot, but he's not somebody that I look at and I'm like, all right, that's a guy that I want to go out there and fight for. Uh, and so I think that plays into it too a little bit. I don't think that them firing By Byron Leftwich is going to make any shred of difference for Tom Brady to determine whether he wants to come back to Tampa. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it is interesting because you don't know. Um, well, you don't know what what Bowles and Brady's relationship is like. Um, the, the whole Bruce Arians leaving thing, it's all a little bit strange and that and how that played out. So I don't know how to I don't know how to read that. I don't know what Brady and Bowles relationship is like. But with a different offensive coordinator, I don't know. It's interesting for Byron Leftwich too, because this season did not go well, clearly. How much of that I wonder does the league attribute to those offensive line injuries? Because before this season, Byron Leftwich had earned you know, the respect enough that he was being considered for head coaching jobs at a pretty young age, which is not unusual in today's NFL. But now I wonder, like, what does his immediate future look like? And was this a leftwich thing or was it just an injury thing? How much of, you know, it's kind of like, it was it the head coach's genius that made the offenses go? I don't, I don't think so. I, I think Byron Leftwich still has a pretty bright future. I don't think it was like all Arians and then yeah. Arians left. I think it had more to do with injury than anything else. I just don't yeah. think they ever figured out how to overcome those offensive line injuries. By Byron Leftwich is going to be okay. He'll get an offensive coordinator job somewhere else and, you know, try to be able to have a, you know, a couple successful seasons. And he'll, I'm sure he'll be back in the head coaching cycle um, for sure. But one thing to keep in mind, typically coaches get hired on before free agents make their decisions. So keep your eyes out for where Byron Leftwich ends up. And I think he'll be an offensive coordinator. And there are a variety of teams in the league that are looking for a new offensive coordinator. Keep your eyes open for where he ends up. Because I think at that point, you can probably cross that team off Tom Brady's list. Assuming that they need a quarterback. Then uh, there are a handful of teams that are looking for both a quarterback and an offensive coordinator. And so uh, I think that you can basically, because Tom Brady's not, it, it, I don't think that they have a bad relationship, but it wasn't effective this past season. So I wouldn't count on, I don't think it's likely at all that wherever Byron Leftwich ends up as an offensive coordinator, that Tom Brady is going to go to that team too. Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. It, it, it's going to again. This carousel is going to be wild. Now we've got uh, we've got Sean Payton to Denver rumors. Let's talk about that next because man, that does not seem like a good fit to me. Other than did they you can hear pay about the money that he's looking money. for? 
20 to 25 million. Holy We're going to talk cow. about that. Sean Payton, Broncos, is it a good fit? We'll talk about it next on Sports Daily. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.